Evening folks and happy 25th birthday to 2 Minutes for Chatting or happy 25th episode but let's just have uh, let's just call it a birthday Are we doing that? Are we just going to we're just going to start calling it birthdays. Nah, we're... Uh, birthday 25 this week, we'll be talking about. Yeah, birthday 25, that's that's a wee bit kind of different. None of this episode stuff, let's just go straight in for birthday 25. Sure, why not? Let's spice it up a wee bit. <laughs> um, so, th- this is the first time we've recorded since the proper... Uh, Hockey games have started, you know, we covered a bit of the pre-season stuff, so uh, it'll be good to, to get into that. We've got four games to cover, uh, including the first one in the regular league season. Um, we'll take a look at how the team's shaping up in general and what your thoughts are on that. Uh, look at the, the league results briefly and how things are going there and then see where the imagination takes us. In the any other business section, <laughs> as always, the best part of the podcast comes at the end. Yeah, I think I think I'm sure we've said this before, but it's probably the only bit most people listen for. Uh, <laughs> Definitely, people that we know anyway. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, maybe some listen for the start, but uh, we have to listen to it all, so you should feel sorry for us. Uh, well, let's get stuck right in. Uh, if you're up for it first game was I guess based on last season's performances a worrying proposition Uh, it was a trip up to Fife of course all games uh, on the road at the moment because of Disney on Ice at Brayhead Arena but a daunting trip up to Fife which uh, ended in let's just say controversial circumstances but officially on the match report uh, I've got it down as a 5-4-5 five, win. That 5 coming from the penalty shots. Um, yeah. Did you? How did you follow that game? Social media? Social media, yeah. It was, uh, <clears throat> it was on my birthday as well last week. And I was kind of, kind of been feeling shite the full day. So I just kind of topped it off. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Where do you start really? To Fife went 2-0 up inside the first period. Uh, second period was a bit, I don't know, scrappy, maybe the word you would use. There was no goals. Yeah, no third goals. Period, third period, Clan came back, <coughs> came back in there. Yeah, scoring four themselves. And then, yeah, conceding another two. And we all know about the, the equalising goal. Yeah, I mean, I saw, when I was following it, I saw that it had gone 2-0 and I thought, well, here we go again. Um, although saying that, I'm sure we've conceded more than two in an opening period up in five last year. So maybe that was an improvement. But uh, to see them get back to to two each and then uh, down 3-2, but eventually going up 4-3 again, it maybe shows that we've got sort of banished the ghosts of Five past, certainly this season. Uh, but um, I mean, I, I think last season we would have maybe maybe rolled over. So it's nice to see that. Um, and I think had it not been for uh, what happened at the end, 
then we'd have come out of five with a win and that would have been a, a great start to the Challenge Cup campaign. Yeah, definitely. It was literally that close. Um, obviously, as we know, the, about the incident, the lead-up to Fife's equaliser. And I think initially a lot of people, because uh, I was just kind of following on Twitter, but there was a few people that were saying that uh, the goal was scored after <clears throat> after the end of the game. And I don't know if that was just uh, at the time, sort of kind of heat of the moment stuff, but uh, I think you could... I mean, you can see it in the replays, it's not. And I think uh, your man, Jeff Hutchins, kindly pointed it out. Yeah. F- um, funny that connection there between Matt Haywood and Jeff Hutchins. <laughs> Always coming yeah. back to each other in some way. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, and then obviously Haywood's subsequent one-match suspension that uh, was announced, I think, maybe about two or three hours prior to the Dundee game on the Sunday. Yeah. Um, not great in terms of preparation for that game. No. Uh, well, I mean, the game it's the game itself, as we've not really seen it, we won't really look to cover it in too much detail. Only footage I've seen are uh, clips of the goals, but the, the talking point at the end with the puck appearing to hit the netting, what was your general thoughts on it? Is it just... Uh, another case of classic callous or are you on the side of if it hits the net or not you should still be defending with 0.6 of a second uh, remaining yeah I, I can't really comment too much on it because I, I didn't actually see I didn't see the puck hit the net so I've not, I've not seen any videos to say that that has happened although I'll be I think everybody has said that it did so We'll go along with that. I don't know. I think it's maybe a wee bit of both. I think obviously it's, it's easy to blame to blame guys like Harris, but there was four of them there. So you know, if if not one of them can see that, then I think there's issues. And also, yeah, there is. I mean, there's at that point there was what about nine seconds left or something. So just put you know bodies on the line, literally just lie on the line. Like <laughs> That's it. Four, four guys just lying on top of each other. The height of the goal. That should see it out in nine seconds. No, I know what exactly. You, what were your thoughts? It probably feels like it, it was a defeat, but you know what I mean? That equaliser going in probably did feel like a winning goal. Uh, mm. And it's kind of horrible to see the way Fife celebrated that. But uh, yeah, it's... I mean, you see that a, a couple of the players, including Fife players, actually stop and they see the, the puck hit the net netting so yeah, mm. uh, frustrating but Haywood I, I don't think he did himself really any favours with his his reaction I think if anything the, the referee is going to be less inclined to to change it if you, you react like that but uh, obviously the, uh, maybe maybe in, in a way yeah but mm. they've classed him as a, a repeat offender or he will be a repeat offender Um, I don't I don't remember seeing him do anything real like that before, but heat of the moment stuff, uh, obviously just rattles the net over. So, uh, fair enough. He's this, emotional. This new sort of, he's assistant. Well, one of the assistant captains now, so maybe feels he's got to take a bit more responsibility for things. Yeah, potentially, potentially. Um, 
but yeah, so uh, it's in the end, would you have maybe taken a point potentially given last year's uh, catastrophe against Fife, but from the situation, it's always uh, pretty disappointing. But I think just going forward against Fife, it looks like uh, games will be a lot closer. So that's a bonus, even though it sounds shite actually saying that. Uh, yeah. We uh, then moved on to the Sunday, and uh, it was a trip up to the, the DIA, the D-Ice Arena. I always think it's funny when the name Arena, but anyway, uh, quite nice. I quite like it up in Dundee, it's quite nice. Um, Freezing. Yeah, but not uh, not somewhere I've been that often, but I, I do quite enjoy it when I go up. But uh, anyway, the Dundee beat us 2-1 in the end, this time in regulation. Um, that was a bit disappointing, I have to say. Yeah. Uh, but it was good to see Scott Pitt get off the mark goal scoring wise unless they score against Fife. No, that so that was his first competitive goal there. Um but I think Dundee have started the season probably better than a lot of people would have thought. Um but still still like to go up there and, and try and get something. Um even though it was Challenge Cup. I don't think we, we really played that well from all accounts. No, um, again, didn't see the game. I don't know if there was a webcast or not, but um, no, I didn't, didn't see any of it. I've only seen uh, <clears throat> the goals on the highlights. Uh, but yeah, like you say, it was good, good to see Scott put it back on, back on the score sheet once again. Frustrating that uh, County scored. Um, <laughs> yeah. Always an annoyance, but... Uh, he was clearly, clearly a talented player and um, he's done quite well under pressure so that's in a way yeah. not really a surprise to see him score against us but just in general looking at the stats they kind of outshot us almost 2-1 to one. Uh, 39 shots to 22 so um, I don't think we really had the better of that game um, but they as I said Dundee made a, a good start this year so Hopefully, a lot of time to, to still claw that one back, although it was challenge got We're kind of running out of time in that wee bit. Yeah. <clears throat> I think, though, I would rather have a... I'd rather a better run at the league than, than the Challenge Cup. I think... I know it, it would be nice, obviously, to get um, perhaps some, some silverware from that, but I would rather be doing better in the league. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure how correct this is, but statistically, I remember us being poor in the Challenge Cup. Uh, Aye. I often don't I don't really remember us getting out of the group that much. Certainly not out of the quarter final, so uh, it seems to be sort of ingrained in the start of the season that we're not very good in it. But perhaps a, a game to forget. A very good goal from uh Matt Marquardt to the the game winning goal actually. Uh although I thought the defending was a wee bit soft but He's a player I think who's going to do really well for Dundee, a great signing. Um, but that goal particularly, really strong play down the board and then cut in past uh, Rumpel. I don't know, have you seen the highlights? Yeah, I've seen the highlights, aye. Yeah, good goal that. Uh, I like him. 
another guy that potentially Sheffield could have done with keeping, given that their current situation, but we'll probably come to that. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. Um, no, he's, he's definitely, I mean, you can see already um, just the type of player he is, and uh, definitely a, a big signing for Dundee. The uh, next weekend, which was uh, the one just gone there, Saturday 15th, we took the the ferry over to Belfast and from all accounts arrived quite late but the the start that we made definitely didn't show it 3-0 up after the first period and I dared to dream there that we might uh, get something out of Belfast who have started really quite impressively, look like a, a quality team, some really good players so I think that would have been a, a surprise if we had got something there but it was almost the clan of old thrown away that huge lead there. Yeah, yeah, I know definitely it seemed like that. But when you're going in after the first the the first period three 0 up, so you're thinking, you know, you've got a really strong hold on the game, and maybe perhaps the second period you're just thinking to try and keep the keep the the score the same. Um, keep the difference, just uh, try and keep the puck for as much as possible, but <clears throat> uh, obviously it didn't happen and Belfast came back into and, and went in front uh, 4-3 at the end of the second and then we all know how it finishes in the end, so um, yeah, a, a really good start but again, kind of disappointing to concede six in two periods Yeah um, not not a great start, Uh from, I mean, I, I have seen that Rumpel's made a couple of good saves and stuff in the highlights that we've seen, but I don't think he'll have liked to concede as many as he has done at the start of the year, but uh, we'll see how that one progresses. Um, but yeah, it was good. I thought maybe when they went 4-3 up, they could have kind of run away with that a wee bit, but getting it back to 4 each was was good. Um, then just losing out in the end. Again, shots-wise, 41 shots to 26, so fairly well outshot, but we have seen us go into Belfast and kind of grind out a win, so I thought from 3-0 we might have been able to do that, but apparently not. Um, talking about the, the scorers, a man who we'll talk about in a wee bit again, uh, Vaclav Stupka, got two goals uh, on the night, pit again. Um so it looks like we're probably not struggling as much as we did last year to score. Uh, but it's the, the other end that's maybe a wee bit more of a concern. Yeah. Um, aye, scoring's definitely not not going to be the problem, I don't think, this year. Um, but it's like, as you say, maybe a bit more at the back. Obviously, we've... Uh, We've lost Matt Stannis <clears throat> for a couple of months as well um, against Dundee, so that'll be a big loss at the back. Uh, he's, you know, probably one of our better demon, so it's a big gap to fill. Um, and obviously, teams are getting better. Uh, each like each team in the league have got better over the over the summer, so I think it's um, yeah, it's it's going to be difficult run run five demon. Yeah, that I had kind of overlooked that slightly. The 
uh, Stannis, or as I'm hearing from various channels, Stannish. Uh, I actually heard there was an interview on the Elite League channel with uh, Rose Hill talking about the game. I don't know if you heard it. Yeah. Um, and he referred to his his nickname as Ish, so I'm imagining that maybe that is the, the correct way to pronounce it, but um, it's, always, it's always quite funny. Uh, I think it was Craig Ish. Anderson that said it first, yeah. But no, that that is a big loss because he gave us uh, offences, uh, offensive kind of capabilities as well. Um, is looking fairly solid, so we'll see uh, whether we're looking to bring somebody in for that. But quite a lot of the time, teams will run five D and kind of get on okay with it. So yeah, uh, we'll see. But yeah, um, so a bit of a disappointing result there, but certainly not struggling to score. And then uh, first league game last night, going down to Manchester. And that, I think, uh, last year would have looked like a a pretty tough proposition. Still is, but given that Manchester had a couple of injuries, although they did get a, uh, some players back, it was a, a great, great win. 4-2, um, and that's our 100% league record kicked off yeah definitely um, again you're thinking obviously last year going down to Manchester you probably wouldn't expect to come away with anything but uh, they've had a lot of turnaround as well and um, possibly in the same boat as us try to find the right lines and find the players to gel together and stuff um, but you know it's, it's pleasing to go down there and take away maximum points first game of the season um, as you say so <clears throat> overall it's um, yeah I'm like very very pleased with that result uh, Ham, I saw that Hammond a couple of weeks ago when he got got that injury was apparently left the, the rink in crutches and he seems to be like the most unlucky guy uh, in terms of injuries since he's been over here but certainly a big blow to Manchester losing him Um but then equally, obviously, Pitt and Becca, as we'll come to, Pitt getting two last night. Um, but potentially, I think one of our best signings, um, Travis Earhart, scoring the opener on the power play. Um, I think he's going to be our one of our go-to guys this year. And he'll probably have loved scoring against his brother. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that this morning, actually. I completely forgot about that. Um, yeah, no, you're right. Um, definitely, to me, he's the the standout guy at the back. Now, I think uh, you've obviously you've got uh, the other the other guys there that um, that do a job really well. But I've, just for me, um, Earhart just is. I don't know. It's just maybe the way he plays. It just kind of stands out a wee bit more for me. Um, and obviously, gets the first goal uh, last night. <coughs> Lovely, lovely finish as well. So, uh, yeah, that's pleasing to see. Um, and obviously the the other guys, the usual guys, Pitt, um, Becca. Uh, can we say regular guys and talk about Stuka yet? But um, definitely still in and about the scoring. Uh, and obviously Brendan Connolly getting that empty net goal at the end. But uh, I think he's been equally uh, as good 
since since he came in. Yeah, so I guess just um, moving on to those guys then, um, the the team itself how it's coming together, scoring wise as we've said it's it's all looking good. Um, and we we look at some of the stats earlier of okay we've only played we've only played one league game, um, but uh, Stuka there, uh, challenge cup wise, he's got. Three three games, three goals, one assist for four points. Becca with four assists. Pitt with two goals and one assist. Uh, and then both Earhart and Connolly with one goal and two assists each. So uh, those guys certainly standing out. Stupka himself coming in, I, I think people didn't really know what to expect, but uh, he's obviously a, a good player and I saw talk about Pete Russell wanting to extend the stay and obviously rightly so he's hit the ground running. Yeah, definitely. Um it was just it was actually just as well that um he'd come out and, and said that because uh just the way he's he's been playing uh, since he's come in, he's just been really good. So I think it, it only makes sense to to snap him up. Yeah, I mean Pitt Assuming that he did get some recommendation from Pitt and stuff, he, he clearly knows a a good player when he sees him. And if those three, um, plus you know the, the contribution from Connolly, uh, Hansen, Tansky as well, to mention mention a couple. Don't really want to miss many out, but uh, I think we'll be enjoying the kind of offensive side of our our games. Um, it's just the the goalies and the defence. How many goals are we going to be able to? How many goals are we going to need to score every game to overcome the weaknesses at the back? But hopefully that irons out uh, in time. And I mean, we won the first game, so can't really complain. If we won every game four three, I think I'd still be happy. Oh, definitely. Well, obviously yeah. I would. You know what I mean, but. <laughs> 15-14, just by the odd goal. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely, I would, I would agree. Um, I think as well, um, just while we're talking about the team, um, before I talk about Joe Rumpel, um, I think a couple of the goals uh, on Saturday in Belfast uh, didn't look particularly great for I think I remember the one, I think it was Patrick Dwyer's second, uh, second goal. He's set up behind the net. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I don't really know if if Rumpel thinks that there's somebody there. Maybe yeah. and that's why he's not sort of positioning himself. Yeah, those goals absolutely look absolutely shocking. Always from a goalie point of view, um, mm-hmm. it's obviously hard because the pace that that's going at is misjudged where Dwyer's going. That's part of the skill of the scorer, though. To be fair, um, you can kind of see Earhart sort of trying to show him to get his pad down and he does eventually but the puck's past him and that, that always looks probably worse for a goalie than than it is in the you know the speed that it happens but uh, yeah. you like to think that he won't be conceding many of those um, throughout the season nah, a couple of unlucky would, I would, I would ones have so. yeah. as well there was one I think that he got a glove I'm not sure if this was Belfast but he got a glove on and it went off Fitzy and then bounced in 
so a few unlucky ones, but hopefully just settles down. Um, mm. Yeah, I was going to say, I think, I think equally he's pulled off some really good saves. I think there was one against Dundee, maybe in the third period, uh, and he sort of throws himself like a sort of butterfly effect kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and just what, what a really great stop that was. So we know that he can do that. Um, it's just maybe a wee bit more consistency, but you might see that as the season goes on. Yeah, and then of course, um, that that might be cause for Russell to get in a wee bit if he feels that um, Rumpel needs a rest and stuff. So uh, we'll see see what the story is with that. But um, not going to be too, obviously we can't be too negative. We've won the first game, so um, yeah. In terms of the the Challenge Cup standings, just before we. Uh, go into the other results uh, the league standards we can't really take too much from a clan point of view personally um, but bottom of that challenge cup group the only saving grace is that we've only played three games um, so could catch by but I think it's I'm assuming it's top two go through so it's uh, looking a wee bit hairy to Try and catch Dundee in Belfast, um, mm. but as we said, we both agree. I think league, league comes first. Uh, so, if it means we don't get through in the Challenge Cup, but make a good, good stab in the league, then so be it. Um, in the league, the early running, it's Nottingham top, uh, with two, two regulation wins. Uh, and only one defeat on six points. Um, but then you look at, we've only played once, Cardiff have only played once, so that's all going to change around, not much to to look at there. Um, yeah. The results themselves, uh, I guess we can have a quick look at that from uh, last week, last weekend. The What what do you make of the, well I'm flicking through it, the... Uh, Elite League website, I think it's quite hard to navigate. It's, it's hard to... There's no display of what games and what competition either, which is kind of annoying. Yeah, it's quite kind of... Clunky. Clunky, yeah. I was, was going to say chunky, but we'll go. Uh, it's I, chunky I too. I can, see, like, I can see what they're trying to do with it. And I think visually it looks better, but... Uh, it's not very user friendly, I would say. Yeah, I know. Um, but okay, just going through the games quickly on Saturday then, uh, regardless of what competition they were in, because it's not obvious. I think Challenge Cup mainly, but uh, Sheffield, a team who've not started well at all, um, going down three two at home to Milton. Um, that is this from. This, oh, sorry, this is Saturday. Last. Saturday. Last uh, Saturday. Sorry. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. We're not covering them. Uh, we can edit that one out. Let's go <laughs> to the fifteenth. Just keeping you on your toes. What I was doing there was introducing the bad start that Sheffield had made. Um. Aye. So that I could then run on to the fact that they lost three two. Uh, at home. Penalty shots, I believe, to Manchester, this past Saturday there. Um, 
so really a not the start that their fans would have wanted and um, we'll get on to Sunday's result in a minute but um, struggling potentially against people's expectations or not I can't remember what what we thought about Sheffield but they, uh, they're usually better than, than they've started anyway yeah um, I don't know I, I felt looking at their roster they looked a bit a bit light um, compared to Steelers teams that we've seen previously um, I don't know if that was just the fact that there was so many different players coming in um, but they've obviously not gelled the way that Paul Thompson would have wanted them to uh, I think the, the results kind of speak for themselves yeah, so um, it shows that we uh, did well to go down to Manchester and win there, given that they're coming off a, a victory in Sheffield, so they're doing high in confidence. Um, elsewhere, Cardiff Cardiff beat Nottingham 3-2, um, and after a not a successful points-wise start to the CHL, but playing some good teams, and clearly they've just come in and kind of continued that. Nottingham, who looked almost unbeatable. I, th- I don't think they'd lost a game up till that point. Um, yeah. Cardiff kind of rolling them over, so uh, showing their early title form, I think. Um, it could be quite close between those two. Yeah. No, I, I think it will be. Um, I think Nottingham went 2-0 up as well, and I think Cardiff scored 3 in the last period uh, to win that one. So it's a good comeback. Uh, victory for, for Cardiff um, but yeah it will be definitely I think between those two um, for the for the league title yeah of course Belfast Belfast in there as well but um, I think they might just be a, a wee bit short but they certainly look stronger than last year so uh, it will be interesting um, elsewhere Milton beat Coventry 4-2 um, I heard that well, it was the Danny Stewart interview, but he said that he's never seen them dominate a team as much. Yeah, I think he's been there three years. This is his third season, maybe. Um, they had something like 50 shots. Um, but that's big. and only scored twice, but that's Patrick Killeen for you. Um, as we, yeah, that's as we it. mentioned. I'm just looking at the, at the shot count there. It's 50. It's is it 50, 50 yeah. Uh, Milton get two shots in the third period. Two. That's, scored with, scored with one of them. That's the ultimate uh, performance though. That's efficiency. Nineteen shots against two. In I the mean, last period. you're you're relying way too much on your keeper, and actually, as we'll see just briefly on Sunday, it kind of went the opposite way. But um, that's a that's a a big win for them because Coventry, I think, have looked quite good as well. Um, but I reckon that Patrick Clean, as I'm sure we'd said, will have to have. He's gonna face a lot of shots. He's gonna, he's gonna be Ryan Nye-esque in his shot counts uh, this year. But if he produces performances like that, then they're gonna be be a nuisance for a lot of teams. Yeah. Uh, and finally, uh, Fife who we'd kind of briefly mentioned earlier, lost uh, 3-1 at home to on-form Dundee, and from all accounts, Fife were absolutely shocking there. 
which is quite it's nice nice to say because it's annoying if we start badly in Pfeiffer flying excuse the pun but uh, yeah Pasha going in there and doing a job and actually um, Dundee sort of starting to lay out the set out their stall in the, the rivalry matches with if you could call them that with five this year uh, but a good win for them and uh, yeah five got their own issues to, to look at yeah definitely um, a bit a bit kind of unexpected going into the season uh, but there's still time obviously for, for five to turn for five to turn it round Um I was just looking at the the scorers, I think. No, he didn't. Sorry, it must have been Saturday. I was thinking Jordan Cowney scored again, I think. As did Jordan Buesa. He did score on Sunday. Uh, against Fife in a game at Dundee, they won, they won the 3-2 uh, penalty shots. So Fife will be a bit closer there. But yes, you are correct. Buesa did score. I saw the clip of the goal, it was an absolute belter as well but what I will say is it's weird not seeing Buesa with a, a face cage he's just got the, the visor now and it makes a player maybe, maybe look, you can actually see the goal it makes a player, yeah, makes a player look so much better I think um, you know because he's, he's not small, he's not a small guy he looks a lot bigger now as yeah. well um, and he's playing I think with Potentially Paul Crowther on a line, um, so getting fairly regular minutes, and from all accounts, he was their best player. Uh, maybe not over the weekend, but certainly against Dundee yesterday. We've yeah, got... uh, it's. I mean, I think it's it's good that he's gone now. I think, and he's going to get a bit more ice time than what he would have been getting if he was if he was still with us. I think, um, and obviously, as, as you say, if he's playing with the likes of Paul Crowder, then that's only going to help him even more. Yeah, um, and I think Barry McKenzie kind of doing quite well. Um, certainly the comments that I've seen from five fans, I uh, think he's doing well, so um, fair enough. They're two best players, or guys they got from us. Um, oh well. And they, were, and they were garbage last year. Yeah, true. Um, you had... Uh, Nottingham winning 5-4 again, another penalty shot, quite a few penalty shots at the moment, uh, shows how close the games are, uh, winning 5-4 in Coventry, um, I think Coventry got a couple of really late goals there to actually tie up, so Nottingham disappointed it even went went that far, but uh, it just shows you that the league is certainly closer, although it's wins like that that will really help Nottingham's title challenge further down the line I reckon yeah no definitely it's um, if that was in league was... I'm sorry I'm not even sure that was in league but just in general eh uh, not sure either if this loads up any quicker then I'll be able to tell you but yeah I think it was a league right <coughs> Um. Yeah, there, no, there was quite a lot of late goals in that. Um, I think from from both sides. So uh, obviously two really late ones that uh, Coventry scored to take it in overtime. But um, good character from 
from Nottingham, uh, having lost a couple of late goals the night before as well. So, um, big character win in the end. Um, to compound the misery for Sheffield, uh, they went down 5-1 in Guildford. Um, I think it was 5-0 maybe, and Sheffield got the consolation, but uh, we know exactly how dangerous Guildford can be, but I think that's probably, that was one of the best times that they could have played Sheffield at the moment. Um, teams will almost be licking their lips, I think, seeing that a fixture against them at the moment uh, but we know what kind of offensive firepower Guildford have got especially in their own rink um, and it's as I think you had retweeted earlier led to the the Rupert brothers being uh, released from Sheffield yeah it's a bit of an odd one really um, I mean do they, like, do they both come as like a package or <laughs> Buy one and get one free kind of thing. It's both the same guy. Because um, I think one of them, I think it was Matt Rupert, um, got an assist in that game, perhaps. Uh, or maybe one one of the games over the weekend anyway. Um, but I mean, they've only played six games or something, so is that is that really enough time to see what these guys are like? I don't know, it's difficult. Um, but they've obviously I mean I think they've they will have got uh, players lined up to come in because uh, obviously they, they wouldn't want to go too long uh, set two men down in the roster yeah I, I think they're looking for for a couple of scorers um, that has been where they've struggled they, Josh Pitt has started really well um, must just be the surname in this league but uh, <laughs> he's started well um Evan McGrath, who has always looked like a, a good player, obviously he's he's made a, a fairly good start as well. But um, I think even you know regardless, Sheffield are one of those teams that that don't expect to lose five one to anybody. So um, maybe they've you know felt pressure that they've they've got to make a change early doors. So that's what they've done, but. Um, we'll see see what happens there they lost Dowd to injury and we know how good he is um, certainly yeah. for point production and stuff so that's big for them um, but yeah concerning times for them a wee bit um, sort of lagging behind already yeah just kind of looking at the, <clears throat> the goal scorers for Guildford it's the usual guys they're in their Cruz Reddick uh, Kelly Ackard Dunbar did he score? Mm, no he didn't actually right. uh, he will definitely have got an assist though yeah almost certainly yeah. the um, assist king but uh, no the, knowing that they kept their best players we definitely said this before the season started they, um, they'll definitely have improved so no surprise to see that really um, and right there you are, John Dunbar, three assists. There we go, classic. <laughs> classic Dunby. Um, while we're there, while we've just covered Nottingham as well, we, we go to Nottingham and Guildford this weekend. Um, so that is a 
definitely a, a daunting proposition, I think. Especially, you know, that we're not quite tight enough yet defensively, I wouldn't say. Um, see see what happens there, but that's tough. I'm not sure how we'll get on there, and realistically, uh, we could get nothing out of that, but uh, you never know. Yeah, true, you never know, but it does seem a daunting task. Um, I don't know, I think maybe Guildford is your best shout at getting something there, but we know how good they are at home, and um, obviously as we've seen the weekend there, they can they can put five past Sheffield, so uh, it's going to be a difficult task, certainly. Yeah. Um, we, we always, um, sometimes in Nottingham, kind of, I remember us starting well, sometimes uh, maybe not keeping up with the full game, but we've definitely got the odd win down there, so... Yeah, and certainly Edinburgh used to get it. They all went down there, but I think <laughs> I think we're playing it's a different Nottingham team this year, so I agree that maybe Guildford's our best chance for something, so yeah, hopefully yeah. continue that run. I noticed as well that uh, your boy Jacob Doig got himself in a, in a fight yesterday. Did he? Uh, yeah. Get, I think he got 2 plus 5 plus 10, I think. Right for instigating a fight uh, I think with Kevin Morris <coughs> with Coventry so um wonder if him and him and Grant will have a wee scrap yeah I mean or Fitzy obviously but yeah did you you see the it was a good fight in the game against Manchester with Lyndon Springer uh, did you see that clip yeah I did that yeah. yeah I mean Springer stood up really well almost I would Without being biased, obviously, I would potentially say he got the better of it, but two quite tough guys. You can tell Grant's just can just take punches and probably doesn't even feel it. So, uh, Pete Russell himself had said that it was good that guys like him and Fitzy are there because we could have potentially been bullied out of the out of the rink. But um, Grant, I think, started quite well, to be honest. Um, Contributing a bit offensively and then doing that when needed. Yeah, agreed. Um, he does kind of. He looks as if he. <laughs> <laughs> he looks as if he doesn't have a bone left in his face. Mm-hmm. After being in two hundred and sixty-five career fights now, so that's unbelievable. Uh, yeah. Can There's probably might... a YouTube video for every one. Yeah, every single one, yeah, back to back. <laughs> How do you think you would feel if you had to actually take part, if you had to take part in the fights back to back? If I had to take no, part? No, if he did, I don't think he'd be, I don't think he'd be alive by the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I wouldn't be, no. In fact, no. he probably wouldn't be alive after about 10, 15 odd, to be honest, uh, but... Yeah. No, definitely. Um, yeah, not not the best looking the guys, but he does. Like, he has played, started really well. Um, uh, I would agree with that. I think uh, I'd kind of noticed that the, the sort of last couple of uh, pre-season games that he was, I don't know, he kind of seemed a bit a bit distant, um, which kind of standing by himself during the anthems and stuff like that. Uh, 
I don't know, it just didn't really look as if he was sort of getting involved with the team, maybe, but it's just, he's maybe just sort of trying to settle in, and uh, I think he just arrived that week, so it was uh, obviously a big move and um, a big decision for him and his family to come here, so. Uh, but I think we're starting to see now uh, he's getting more involved and he's sort of buying into the team and uh, that's that's good to see. Yeah, I mean, there's no there's no better way for to get respect of the teammates than that, you know. So, um, yeah, a, a tough guy. So I think with him and Fitzy, I mean, it's obviously it's early doors. I don't think Fitzy's has he had a fight yet. Maybe he'd won, but uh, the odd the odd penalty, but maybe not quite as out of control as as maybe thought those two two guys could be so that's quite positive I think um, but just having their presence there uh, as long as they're playing as well because they've got to be able to play so um, yeah that, that, that's a positive um, just to round off the games then we'd briefly discussed Dundee and Fife but Dundee coming off a, that was the third of their three game weekend uh, so a great Great win there. Uh, penalty shots against Fife. Um, certainly, I, I saw the a couple of those penalty shots. The guy uh, completely undressed Shane Owen for a couple of those, uh, which is good to see. Um, and then Dundee's goalie as well, looking quite solid. So, uh, I think... No doubt they're going to be a tough proposition in conference this year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it'll make it a lot more interesting. I think if um, if all three teams are kind of on a level a level playing field, uh, it'll make it maybe if if we do go on to win it, it'll maybe make it worthwhile. Um, but obviously it's early days yet, so it can all change as we know. Yep. And uh, finally, we had the big free sports curtain raiser game between Cardiff and Milton Keynes. And uh, it seems as though... What a game. What a game. Yeah. We certainly, goals-wise, uh, that'll get the get the viewing figures. But I think having done a wee bit more research, Milton Keynes only had 13 skaters, so they were struggling. Uh, but... 9-1 it finished in the end and actually it was 9-1 after two periods yeah uh, just a really a really odd sort of strange game to have on the TV I think I noticed as well I think there was a lot of Cardiff games on the TV um, so I don't know if I mean, if they're going to be like that is there any point in having games like that on or would you rather um, have the likes of like a Dundee Fife game uh, on the Sunday night it was really close and uh, sort of tightly contested rather than um, obviously what was what was had on on Sunday yeah I think I mean obviously that we can't quite blame you know free sport for choosing that they're obviously looking at the defending champions and they've got their banner raising stuff so I understand why they're on it's just so happens that Milton Keynes just weren't really up to it on the night. Um, you know, if that was a Nottingham or a Belfast or 
uh, you'd like to think even us or whatever that would be a better spectacle but yeah that's that's not really a good watch um, no, even, especially even potentially like, for Cardiff fans as well yeah it is like, I mean it's the first game first live game as well so you're kind of wanting to you're wanting to get people that haven't or that aren't really into the sport if they've kind of stumbled across it to maybe tune in and see what it's all about and if they're going away, you know, having watched that, thinking, well, I'm not going to fucking bother watching any other games if they're going to finish 9-1. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the, the there's no easy games in the league phrase went out the out the window <laughs> last night. But actually, I mean, when you look at it, Milton Keynes outshot Cardiff 11-5 in the third period. So there's a wee bit of um, pushback. But I mean, Murday went in, in net for bounds after the first period. Um, and stuff like that. You just you just don't really yeah. see that. It's just a clear indication of how the game's been. Uh, I think it was two one. It was fairly tight for a wee while, uh, and then Cardiff kind of just let loose at the end of that period. Um, guys like Joey Martin getting a hat trick, uh, and Matt Pope as well. He's was very good last year, and I think will continue to be so. Ominous from Cardiff. Um, but we'll see see how they do when they're tested a bit more. Obviously, a closer game in Nottingham and stuff. So, uh, early favourites for sure. Definitely. Right. Well, we go. Let's go through the the rest of the fixtures coming up this week, and we'll just do a quick sort of who Jenk is going to win, guy. No bother. Um. So starting tomorrow, Tuesday night. Uh. Guildford are at home to Fife. Are you taking that uh, I'm taking Guildford, mainly because of the short turnaround uh, and Guildford being quite confident, especially at home. I think Fife obviously have their struggles at the moment. Um, looks like, I think, Brett Bulmer suspended for that hit and then there was also chat maybe about Crowder getting something he... There's a hit from behind in the Dundee game, so I suspect we might see something about him being suspended. So, been down those two guys, uh, and then that's that's a long, really long trip actually, to make yeah. on a Tuesday. Yeah. Given that you've just played two games, uh, I think that the ice is tilted towards Guildford there, um, for me. So, Guildford in regulation. Yeah, I would agree, and also go with Guildford for all the. Reasons you've previously given. Uh, Wednesday night, Belfast at home to Nottingham. It's a tough one, that. Tasty. That's a tasty encounter. Um, again, it's obviously never easy for any team going to Belfast, but I reckon that some of the top teams will probably fly and stuff, certainly when you're coming from that that distance. Um, yeah. So travel not quite as much of an issue. Uh, Belfast looking good at home, but I fancy Nottingham just. Uh, I'll take Nottingham in overtime or penalty shots. <laughs> uh, I was also going to take Nottingham in overtime or penalty shots. I think that uh, the building to bounce back from from the weekend. I know obviously they get the uh, shootout win against. Uh, Coventry, but I think overall, I think 
um, their coach wasn't particularly happy with how the weekend went, so I think they'll be looking to make amends there. And obviously Belfast's a difficult place to go and get results, so um, if they manage to do it, it'll probably be in overtime, I think. Yep. Um, and then moving on to the weekend's games, so uh, on Saturday night, we'll start with we'll start with the clan heading down to Nottingham. I think Nottingham are going to beat us in regulation time. I think they'll maybe be just too strong. Um, I like to think we'll get a couple of goals, but I think defensively, I know it's kind of like broken record, but I just don't think we're there yet, especially being a man down. So, uh, Nottingham probably fairly comfortable regulation. Yeah, I think so. I think Nottingham will win as well. Um, I think it could get to the stage where you're seeing. I think this will be Fitzy's first fight of the season. Obviously, going <laughs> back back to Nottingham. Um, obviously, they haven't played with, with Sheffield and the rivalry there, and um, Doty moving from from us to to Nottingham as well could add a wee bit of, wee bit of spice there. I think Fitzy's going to get himself involved in a in a fight in a potential. Um, sending or yeah. ordering off. Is he going to complete the game? Yeah. Yeah. So. Or maybe Granton, but Granton's probably not emotionally involved the same way Fitz is. So, I think yeah. that's I think that's a good call. We both agreed on that. Yeah. Uh, next game we've got is Fife at home to Belfast. I'm going to say Belfast in regulation. Um, just I think they've kind of got the the better of Fife recently um, and I think they normally play quite well there uh, from what I remember so again I'm just going on this maybe Fife not not as uh, good as as we expected at home yet uh, I think Belfast will just take advantage of that, but it will be close. Um, but you know, not a hammering or anything. I think it will be closer than the Fife Dundee game, performance-wise. But uh, Belfast in regulation. I'm also going to go Belfast in regulation. Um, I don't think it will be as close as as what you were saying, but I don't think it will be a hammering either. Uh, I just think it will be a a comfortable night's work for, for Belfast. Um I just think they're they're the better team going there really. Um uh, moving on, Milton at home to Guildford. Mm, probably Guildford in regulation. Uh a wee bit of a rivalry there. Milton Keynes obviously did that job on Coventry last weekend with the 50 shots, but I don't think they'll be able to uh, replicate that. And if they are struggling for players, I think Guildford will be too good for them. Uh, I, I think that they'll improve Milton Keynes over the season, um, but I think at the moment uh, it's tough for them. So Guildford in regulation. Is there is Milton's coach... In yet? Yeah, he is, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. Um I'm gonna go I'm gonna say Milton. Okay. Milton win. Uh in regulation. Um 
I think they need a result after after that 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 hiding. What is wrong with my voice? That hiding last uh, last night against Cardiff. So I think um, they'll be able to bounce back, and I think they'll they'll get a, a victory against Guildford. Um, next match is Cardiff at home to Coventry. A uh, Cardiff regulation. Um, Coventry done all right. Um, they might they've certainly put up more of a fight than Milton Keynes did, but I think Cardiff at the moment it's hard to see any of they've been able to win there and beat them. So them for me. Yep, agreed. Um Manchester will hope to Sheffield. I hope Manchester win. Uh I think. Do I hope that? Or maybe I do, I don't know. Uh but I think they will. Um I think it's a hard place to go um, to be fair I'm still kind of surprised that we won in there um, yeah. uh, actually now, now I think I'm not sure do you know what I'm going to change I'm going to say Sheffield over time or penalty shots right okay I think they can't be as bad as they have been uh, and they're just, just a sneaky feeling I don't really know just an instinct. Yeah. Um I think it will depend if Sheffield managed to get someone in in between now and the weekend uh to replace uh, the report guys. So um so yeah it's it's depending on that for me but I'm gonna I'm gonna take Manchester, I think. Uh I think it will be close, potentially penalty shots. Um, in that one um, so just quickly move on to Sunday we can just kind of quickly go through these yeah um, first Sunday game is Sheffield at home to Cardiff Cardiff to win that regulation yep also Cardiff regulation um, Dundee at home to Manchester mm, not one of those immediate ones that I just roll off the tongue in terms of the result. Uh, do you know what? Dundee home win regulation. I'm also going to go Dundee. Um, not making my mind up if it'll be regulation or not, but I just can see a Dundee win there. Um, Coventry at home to Milton. Coventry regulation. Yeah, agreed. Coventry. Um, They're quite strong at home. Yeah, yeah. Um, Guildford at home to the clan I'm going to be positive uh, home win regulation no I'm joking <laughs> uh, can we go there yeah I think we can let's go for uh, a way win regulation oh, I'm going to go home win and overtime ok I think maybe we can get a point there. I think that would be a good result. Incidentally, yeah. we're still shite in overtime penalty shots. Yeah, I, I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up earlier on, but totally forgot all about it. Shocking! When's yeah. it gonna change? Classic clan. I know. Maybe after the name change, we could, we could, we were gonna change, <laughs> but obviously not. Exactly. We don't need to change our name again. The, I don't know. The overtime clan? Nah, shit. 
That makes it sound good in overtime, though. Aye. Um, shoot out shiters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's good. Yeah, I like that. Bring out, oh, right. bring out different jerseys as soon as it goes to overtime. <laughs> Sturdy shite emoji. Yeah, probably still auction them. Aye, definitely, definitely. Um, I'll, I'll maybe draft an email to uh, to Gareth and we'll see we'll see what happens there. Um, uh, just finally to finish off, it's uh, Belfast at home to Fife. I just seen on the website there, it's a strange order that they've listed those fixtures in. I know, I don't, certainly I don't really not understand time, it. Just, certainly not time-based. Uh, but uh, it's just a league and challenge cup. Might be, might be. Um, Belfast home win regulation. Although saying that, Fife, I think, did they win in Belfast last year, maybe? One of the two games. But no, doesn't change it. Different teams, home win regulation. I agree, home win regulation. Oh well then. Alrighty. Um, this us. Are we done with the hockey? I think we're done. I think we're done with the hockey. No, that was that was good. Fairly concise. Definitely. Um, that's the meal. That's not this. Um, Can't even just fucking rabbit on for for hours on end. I know. I know. Um, so, the the extra any other business section. Uh, what have you got for me? Well, this is, a, this is the bit that we can talk for, for hours on end about, uh, and people will, people will stay tuned. Uh, or if it's only hockey and interested in it, yeah, yeah, maybe as well just turn it off now. Yeah, see you later. Thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, and welcome, for, welcome, welcome to the listeners from uh, the other channel who've joined us. Crossover podcast. Yeah. Um, I've got a, f- a few things. I'd seen uh, on Twitter last week. Actually, uh, there's a new a new TV program coming out in America. It's called Manifest. Right. Um, I don't know. You maybe not seen the trailer for it. I've not. No. Um, I'll just say that it looks it looks very good. Really. Or it, it looks as if it has the potential to be very good. I'll say that. Okay. Do you know anything um, about it? Well, I can, I can talk a wee bit, maybe about the, about what was going on in the trailer and stuff. Uh, so I think it was that there's a flight that takes off um, from Montego Bay, I think, in Jamaica. Uh, this is in 2013, and it's it gets caught up in what seems like an electrical storm or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, they, they kind of go through it unscathed and then they touch down in New York and they're forced to wait on the tarmac. And then when they, when they come off the plane, um, they ask what's, they ask the FBI or whoever it is that's there. They're like, just what, like, what's going on here? Why are we, why are we out on the tarmac? And then the guy turns around and says, because this flight took off in 2013 and it's now 2018. Right. And is that is it is that when the trailer ends? Yeah, pretty much. There's like, I don't know, there's wee side stories attached to this 
train up is. So they've been like on the this train. plane for five years. Yeah, but none like none of them have aged a day. Right. So it's as if it's as if it was just a normal flight, pretty much. But but they land. It's five years later. So what do you think is going to happen? Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. It could be, as I say, it could be really good. The way they do it, it could be really good, or it just could be total shite. Who's in it? Anyone? Uh, nah, I don't, nobody have, right. nobody have any, any note, I don't think. Right, okay. Yeah. And this, what channel is this on? When's it on? Like, I don't even know. It'll be, in, it'll be out in America. Right. Yeah. It's maybe like a CBS thing or something, but I don't know if it'll be on... Uh, like your your Netflixes and your your Amazon Primes and that. Yeah. At first, I thought I had it in my head when you were going through it that you'd said, uh, it was a game show. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now I was thinking, <laughs> right, okay, and then they land on the tarmac, and then the kind of studio set up there, <laughs> and then they play all the games. But no, well, see, I'll, my initial thought when I was watching the trailer was it the flight was never actually going to, like, it was never taken off. Right. They just sort of wheeled it into this big warehouse or something like that and sort of did this simulation and then they were going to do something with the people on the flight. Or, I don't know. Um, but I'm definitely going to try and give it a watch. Yeah, uh, it seems like one of those programmes that you'll know after one episode if you want to watch the next one. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Definitely does. Um, Talking of TV programmes there while we're on it, uh, it's getting yeah. close to the new series of The Apprentice. Did you see that trailer? Oh, no, I've not seen it. No? I'm going to need to do this live. Uh, I'm going to need to watch this live. It's a bit shite. It's, well, it's the usual thing. It's in a warehouse or something and there's, there's a guy who's made Alan Sugar merchandise or apprentice merchandise and Alan Sugar's in a monster truck and all this stuff a wee bit strange but yeah looking forward to that starting again to be honest um, right I'm, I'm putting it on just now right give you a live okay I'll live give, reaction give you a minute to watch it yeah you can talk you can talk as we as we go on right okay well the other couple of a couple of daft things that I did see and these are these are definitely for this section, um, I had, was watching a video, uh, and they pronounced, um, you know, in Cham, obviously the Celtic player. They, yeah. And I'd heard it before, but the guy said Nietzscheum, <laughs> and uh, kind of got me thinking about words that nobody pronounces right, or well, first of all, players that nobody did, and I thought about, uh. Dado Priso and Nadir Shiftkey and all that that we've talked about before, but something came up I'd never realised before, and this is shite, but you know that Britney Spears song, the prerogative thing? Uh-huh. It turns out that that word isn't actually prerogative, it's prerogative. Right. Okay. <laughs> 
this is yeah. this is literally what it, this is what it is. This is my part of this section. This is my any other business. I didn't know that that's what it was, and I looked at that word and thought, "What is that?" Right, okay. And it turns out that because of that song, I'd always thought that the word was prerogative, not prerogative. Yeah. And it got me thinking. I didn't have enough time to look into this, but it got me thinking how many songs sing a word that you basically then, from having listened to that song, you then take that way of saying it throughout your whole life. <laughs> I'm sure I've had it before. I'm sure I have. Oh, I've definitely done it. But anyway. Well, maybe not, maybe not like pronouncing different names, but uh, certainly like misheard lyrics or something. Yeah, I suppose that as well, yeah. Uh, but yeah. that that really, that kind of hit home with me a wee bit. I was d- sort of disappointed with that. Yeah, uh, that's, a bit, that's a bit disappointing. That a word could uh, be that different to what I actually thought it was. Well, only one letter different, but so it different. It changes the whole pronunciation. It changes the whole thing. And, yeah. and I thought, well, I'm going to mention this tonight, because that's, that's a shocker. Quite right. That's that's what it's all about, really. Um, it's a bit like um, you hear espresso quite a lot in terms of the coffee. <laughs> yeah. But but that's not not quite the same. But yeah, it's one of those sort of things. Yeah. Uh, if if uh, if people want to be more specific about something. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. That classic. Yep. How are you getting on with the trailer? Oh, I finished it. Yeah. I was laughing at the Brady Branflex thing. Yeah, yeah. And then Big Claude with a fucking flamethrower. It's a bit OTT, isn't it? Yeah. Starting to get like that, but as long as the as long as the series is still good, eh, I'll be happy. Yeah. No complaints from me. So I think sometime in October that's back. Um the only other things I had before you can get stuck into yours was um the clip of the guys, the news report from that hurricane, where, <laughs> you know, the two guys behind them are kind of walking past as if nothing's happened. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> what What is that all about? How are they? Do they know? Do they know that it's getting filmed and they're absolutely going all out to look casual, or is the guy exaggerating? Is the reporter? Has he got a wind tunnel there? Is he, is he exaggerating? I don't know. The guy's definitely exaggerating, I would say. I think you have to... If you're going to... If you're going to join one of these news outlets, you have to, first of all, be a journalist, but secondly, be an actor as well. Mm, yeah, you might be right. Um, I think they would ask for that in your sort of previous experience. Um, I mean, it's just what is that all about? You do, you do see that actually. To be fair, now you say it. There's a lot of those clips where it's really bad weather, and the yeah. reporter either gets soaked or blown away or something. Uh, I'm just never, never quite buying it. But maybe it's real. Um, but you certainly wouldn't want that weather in Paris, where. This might not be quite recent, but it only kind of came to my attention. They've got 
these public urinals. Have you seen them? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, um, you know those, you know those wee droids in Star Wars. I've referenced back to Star Wars here with the feet. You know that they, they look yes. like, uh, they look like bins with feet. <laughs> there's these urinals in Paris that are like that, and there's just a picture of a guy standing. I think it's at the side of the Seine, and there's a guy just standing up against it, doing the toilet, uh, in public, and this has kind of caused outrage. And I was wondering how much abuse that would get if they introduced that here. Oh, I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> If somebody started pissing into that, but the the winds were so strong that it just blew it, and it just fucking I don't know, just hit somebody passing. Well, that that's what I meant. That's why you wouldn't really. That's why they're not practical in a hurricane country. Let's just say, but mm. I don't think uh, I'd ever be that buzzing to go to the toilet that I'd be doing it. You'd maybe you'd be more likely to do it without one of those wee urinals there than you would with them. Yeah, I think so as well. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've I've seen some strange things on my on my internet travels today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, so sorry. Over to you. Whatever you had as well. No, sorry. Right. Uh, I've seen quite a lot. Of- Weird, weird shit. Um, well, while I was kind of looking at this, um, I've got one. There's one topic that I've got. I don't know whether just to. I don't know whether to mention it just now, and we can maybe talk about it at a later date. But okay. Uh, it's sport related, so it was to do with like suspensions. Uh, in sports, so I don't even know how I how I thought this, but. Um, should a player that's been sent off serve serve a ban against that team when they play them next, or should it? Because if you're just banning them for the next game, it's only going to be an advantage to that team, surely. It's going to be an advantage to the next team that they play. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not going to be an advantage to the team that they are currently playing, although you could say that they would go down to 10 men anyway, so... Yeah, well that... I don't know, it's maybe a, a bit serious, it's a bit serious that... It might that take a wee bit of time for me to think about it, but um, I will have, but I guess it depends how fixtures and stuff would fall, but yeah, you never, you never really want to rely on other teams technically, I guess, so... The most effective thing potentially would be that he's missing for the game against you, but uh, you could argue that. Um, nah, I don't know. I'd need to think about know. that actually. Yeah, nah, no, it's it's something to think about. It's just yeah, it's a bit too serious for the, at this point in the podcast. But we'll maybe uh, delve back into it at some other point. Um, so we'll we'll move away from suspensions and sport, and we'll talk about fucking uh, don't know floating creepy orbs. Right. 
Uh, I don't know. I don't even know when. No, we'll talk about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about what comes after death. Mm-hmm. So, on the mirror, as we know, is that uh, top of the range journalistic. Uh, don't know. Well, what what were they saying about it? So, I sorry, I digress. Uh, what comes after death? So this was that a bit of a long form article on the website. Uh, six people who've come back from the grave revealed what happens when they die. They've come back um, from the grave, right? Okay. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, there's there's a variety of different things. So there's like there's guys that have been like undergone surgery and. Uh, so was pronounced dead for several minutes before they were resuscitated or uh, just like shit like that and basically they've managed to find uh, six people that don't have anything better to do with their time than sort of make these stories up about what happens when they die and did they uh, have each each of the stories there? they do yeah did um, you read them all? I did. <laughs> uh, so the first one was was like I said, it was a guy who went undergone major surgery, uh, and he, he was pronounced dead for several minutes before he was resuscitated. Um, his quote was, "I woke up in what looked like space, but there weren't any stars or light. I wasn't floating, so to speak. I was just there." I wasn't hot or cold, hungry or tired, just a peaceful, neutral kind of thing. I knew there was light and love somewhere that was nearby, but I had no urge or need to get uh, to go to it straight away. I mean... That sounds like something quite professionally written. It does, actually. But it's maybe just... I don't know. It's maybe just, you know, guys like us that are just uh, coming up with this shite. I thought you'd meant initially that when they'd come back from the grave, they'd actually been in a grave and came back, you know, got out. Well, this is this is where you know, this is just this was the the headline on the mirror. So, um, you know, take take from that what you will. But, um, aye. So no, the the premise is basically people that have, you know, the heart stopped beating for right, maybe okay, a, yeah. a few minutes or so. So out of the six, what was the best? What was the what was the one that you're most likely to think he actually? Yeah, that happened. Uh, I don't know. They're they're all a bit uh, kind of far fetched in a way, but um, I don't know. There was one, the second one. That was here is uh, this guy was was thrown from his motorbike uh, at fifty mile an hour and was medically dead when he was taken to hospital. Uh, and he recalls his brother appearing to him, um, and his brother had died a few years beforehand or something, like that. and. Uh, his brother had appeared to him 
and it was sort of yelling at him by just, I think, what was the quote? Hold on, I'll try to find it here. Right, so the, the quote is, Ranger up, you candy fuck. Come on, man, get up, get up. Was the guy's name Ranger? <laughs> uh, what did they mean by Ranger up? Oh, like, as in, right, okay. I don't know. I guess it begs the question, if you had one minute of death and you knew you were coming back, what would you spend it doing? <laughs> uh, coming up with a good, a good story to, to give to the mirror. I see, that's a good idea. I think I'd, I think I'd spend my minute coming up with an absolutely huge tune that I'd just dropped. <laughs> That just dropped when I came back, because when you when you were there when you were dead, I reckon that you could, you'd get a you'd get a beat, or a melody that's just different to something you could ever come up with when you're alive. Something that's like it's never been heard. Uh huh. You know how you you sometimes do that where you think I'm going to try and make a tune that I've never heard, but you've always uh-huh. heard a bit of it. Yeah, yeah. You could when you. You'd be able to do it and there'd be nothing never heard before. An absolute <laughs> banger. That's Would what people I would like do. it though? Would they like it if they never heard anything like it? Well... Because I, I feel like the premise for, for most popular music is that it's sort of based on something else. Or m- maybe not that, but it's maybe... I don't know. But once it's they like heard a... that it was written in death, then <laughs> maybe they'd be more open to, to listen to it. And then... You'd have remixes in clubs and stuff, so uh, that that's what I'd spend my minute doing, I think. Right, okay. Sounds good. I uh, um, almost can't wait to eat it. Did you um, have uh, have anything else? Uh, no, nah, I mean, there's, there's other shit on, on the mirror. I mean, you can go and look at at it for yourselves if you're really that interested <laughs> <laughs> rather than I suppose you're just reading it and exactly. deciding yeah. that it sounds even more shite when we read it out rather than just reading it in your head what we're basically doing is just advertising the mirror essentially other shite story sources are available that's true so you get the, the picture yeah don't just don't just rely on us for your shite uh, go out there, find it, let us know, uh, and enjoy it. That's the main thing. Enjoy this stuff. Make up your own stories. Because who knows, when things start to get very serious, uh, you'll regret not having done it. So make those tunes. Uh, have those dreams. <laughs> In fact, there you are, Sam. Maybe we should start our own uh, sort of media outlet. Where we just just... let people come on and basically, basically Clyde one super scoreboard. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. But in written form. I'm up for it. Once you've finished writing that letter to Gareth, uh, (laughs) fire one to to Clyde and see see if we can get a wee ten minute slot just first up. Even a even a newspaper column, something just to get on the ladder. Yeah, that's it. That's all. That's all it needs. You need that first, 
the first run on the on the ladder this year. Maybe on a maybe on a, a more serious note though, what about a uh, like a an elite league uh sort of fantasy league? I believe I believe that that maybe existed or does exist at some point. Oh really? Uh, was it a fantasy league or was it just kind of? I think it might have been. Maybe have another look. Uh, I'm sure it did. Because uh, that would be quite good. Yeah. No, it would. But be something to look at. As usual with all fantasy leagues, I'd probably start well and then forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, really worth it. Alright, um we'll just give it a wrap up for this twenty fifth anniversary special. Yeah, let's do it. I um, think so. It's been good. Uh hopefully we've not talked about the mirror for too long. Uh and um hopefully we'll uh, come back down the line with more shite but hockey wise some more positive results. Absolutely. Let's hope so. Um, so yeah, thanks everyone for turning up, of course, and listening. And uh, we will see you next time. See you next time.